Hello, welcome back to Blind Awards Race. It has been a bit. Uh, with the holidays and work and everything, I didn't really have a second to sit down and record a new episode. Um, so I just saved it and kind of, you know, built up a list of movies that I've seen that I figured, you know what, let's just do a bigger episode. And unfortunately, it has been a bit, so I am going to talk about West Side Story today, as well as Nightmare Alley, which are kind of older releases at this point, but we're going to talk about them. So Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, as well as The Lost Daughter I'm going to talk about today. These are kind of like the last Oscar movies that I needed to see. I feel like I'm all kind of caught up now. I mean, besides like Cyrano and uh, some foreign films, this is pretty much everything I wanted to see this year. As far as awards contenders go. Uh, oh, I wanted to see Mass, Flea, and Red Rocket. And I will. But uh, maybe I just won't do videos on those because I couldn't find them anywhere near me. So, for now on, from for, for today we're going to talk about those four. And then uh, in the following weeks I think the award shows are going to start. I, think, I believe the Golden Globes are this Sunday. So, I'll do an episode on that for sure. Uh, but without any further ado, let's get into it. West Side Story. Directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, this was one of the best movies of the year, I think. Uh, it really has um, a, a certain like timeless quality to it that uh, it, it even surpassed the original, as far as uh, some other people are saying. I have never seen the original, but I just know people are saying, this is now the definitive version, it's great, it's phenomenal. Uh, the performances are all really good. Uh, I thought Ansel Algor, you know, despite the controversy there... He was just kind of okay. Like I was like, he's he's not all that great, but uh, the supporting cast really like comes to play here. They're all fantastic, and Steven Spielberg behind the camera, once again, or directing, I should say, he is just a master, and he can make any movie and just make it, and it's so good every time. He's phenomenal, and uh, he's just such a talent, and everything he touches is gold. Um, yeah, uh, this is one of those movies. It's very long. But uh, you don't feel the, the you don't feel the runtime. The pacing's really good. And I didn't know the story of West Side Story at all, so maybe that adds to my enjoyment. But I, I really think this is going to be like an awards juggernaut. This is just going to be insane. I think it's going to do really well. I think uh, for best supporting actress, you're going to get um, can't remember the lady's name, um, but uh, uh. Bernardo's wife in the movie. I think she's going to be nominated. I thought she was really good. I think she's like one of the big performances that everybody's kind of raving about and walking away with. So I think she's definitely going to get nominated for supporting actress. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I don't. I don't think it'll get any m much more like acting nominations aside from that. I think this is going to like sweep all like this. Maybe not sweep, but like get nominated for all the sound stuff because I think Dune's going to sweep. But um, the sound is really good. And uh, the performances are really good, but I don't think the performances are going to be maybe the ensemble uh, from the SAG, maybe maybe that uh, this the SAG Academy uh, SAG Award uh, nominations. I think this will get in there for that. Um, but yeah, I just think it is a really great movie. And if anything is going to upset Belfast as Best Picture, I think West Side Story is the movie to do that because the original won Best Picture, and they're saying this one's better. So. Let's see what happens, you know? Nightmare Alley. Uh, I have actually kind of a little bit of a rant to do on this one, too. So, I was supposed to see this movie on the 17th, opening day. Uh, but, 
in a case that I've seen happen with many people now online, they took my Showtime away and just gave it to Spider-Man. Um, I, I don't know why they did this. This has never happened before, but it's it was really sad for me because you know of course oh I gotta wait a couple more days to see the movie that's not that's not really why I'm upset I'm upset because I'm like you guys are killing this movie and burying it and nobody's gonna have a chance to see it because you guys are playing it at like either you know early midday or at ten o'clock at night and this movie's long it's very long it's it's I mean it's about as long as West Side Story but this one is a slow burn. And I took people to see this, and they all didn't like it, and it was, it was I don't know, it was, it was weird for me, because I was like, I really enjoyed it, and it, um, uh, I felt bad, but and I was like, did I not like it either? Was it a bad movie? No, I really did like it, though. And I read the book prior to seeing it, um, but I don't know what it was. It was just one of these things where it's like, you guys are destroying the independent film, and... This box office, as well as West Side Story, as well as all of these, really, because The Lost Daughter is on Netflix and The Tragedy of Macbeth is on Apple TV, you guys are just shunting these independent films, and they have to go to streaming now. Like, it's like they, they can't afford the theatrical release. Um, and West Side Story is even more unfortunate because that costs $100 million to make. So, in a better year, maybe that would have done a lot better. And maybe if Nightmare Alley wasn't released on the same day as Spider-Man... This would have done really well. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have that information, but I can't imagine it doing worse. You know, I think with Guillermo del Toro, the he won Best Director. His Shape of Water won Best Picture. I thought this would attract more eyes, and even though it's kind of slower than I even even I anticipated, I still thought it was filled with really, really, really great performances and a really great story that comes together really amazingly at the end. And, I don't know, I'm curious to rewatch it. I thought it was great, and I really enjoyed it, and I loved the whole carnival aesthetic. I, I mean, maybe people thought it was going to be a horror movie, and it wasn't, and it was more of a slow-burn drama. I don't, I don't really know what people were expecting, but I really enjoyed it. It's up there on my top ten. Um, I mean, that being said, I don't think it's going to get any recognition at the awards ceremony. At all. I don't think anybody... I, I, it's just one of those movies where it's like... I, I'm very conflicted on it because I, I really loved it. But I understand the the lack of response. You know? I think he... Guillermo del Toro went out of his way to make this not much of a commercial movie. You know? It was like... Shape of Water had that kind of visual look to it where it's like... Oh, I want to see this. This looks weird. There's a fish guy. But this one doesn't have any, like, factor like that. They have Willem Dafoe, but Willem Dafoe was in Spider-Man, so who cares? But, I mean, Willem Dafoe's also really good in this. And everybody in this movie, Riley Cooper carries it, and he's fantastic. Um, but in the same year, he isn't Licorice Pizza for five minutes, and maybe he makes more of an impression in that. I don't know. But, I mean, this is his movie, and he's really great in it. Rooney Mara, Keith Blanchett. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony Collette. They're all fantastic. And nobody's seeing it. So it's tragic to me. And I, uh, I don't know, I just wanted to get that off my chest and be like, yo, why did they move our, my Showtime away? And also, like, why are they doing that at all? Because they're killing the independent movie. 
I understand the flip side of that. Well, people are watching Spider-Man. They're not watching Nightmare Alley. I got it. And I know Nightmare Alley would have played for, like, four people, and then it would have been, you know, a huge loss. And Spider-Man, they're going to they're gonna be able to fill up another theater with that, and that makes sense. And I like Spider-Man. That's a great movie. But I don't know. I just think it's weird. Um, but I really like Nightmare Alley, and I recommend it. It's probably the one I like the most out of all four of these. Or no, that's not true. Night, uh, West Side Story is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's my second favorite out of all four of these, I guess. It's a good movie. Check it out, please. Because I am upset by the way they treated this movie and they kind of buried it. As well as West Side Story. And they're both from Disney Fox, come to think of it. So I think Disney just did their best to be like, alright, well, these aren't our movies, so we're not taking a loss on them at all, so just fucking release them. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. We'll see if it happens again. I mean, Free Guy was like a a hit for them. And, you know, The King's Man, while it's not breaking records, people are seeing it. It's doing better than these two. And I enjoyed The King's Man. Uh, I saw that as well. And that wasn't bad. I I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed that. Because that's been delayed so long. But that's we're not talking about Kingsman because that's not going to get nominated for Jack. But, um, yeah. Check out Nightmare Alley, please. Because Guillermo del Toro is not going to get another budget like this again. And that's sad. I mean, I think he's actually going to go to streaming. So it sucks that all these, like, artists have to go to streaming. Because they can't get the funding. And even streaming movies, like I always say... I don't really think they're all that great. So I hope they don't mishandle Guillermo del Toro. Or I hope he can elevate the service and give them some really great shit. But yeah, I don't know. It's sad to me. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the tragedy of Macbeth. This one is directed by Joel Cohen and it stars Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington. And it's based on that play, the Macbeth play. Uh, And it follows it a little too closely i felt i couldn't really understand what was happening i know maybe that makes me a stupid idiot and i don't understand literature or anything but i i mean i didn't read the 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 play or the uh, you know the shakespeare art the the works there i didn't read that um so i don't really know the story all that well uh i mean i know like hamlet and i got that but this, I don't know. I was like, this English is hard for me. I don't, I don't really know if I'm enjoying this. Uh, that being said, it looks incredible. The black and white, the aspect ratio, the A24 vibes are all here. But I was just waiting for, I don't know, some clarity. Because I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, maybe that makes me an idiot. I just, somebody needed to say it because I, I they, they really adapted all of the language and all of the, everything um, and it looks great, the performance is really good, I especially love the creepy, like, little raven lady, she was fucking creepy, um, but yeah, I mean, Denzel and Francis McDormand are phenomenal in this movie, though, I, I really think those are two of the strongest performances of the year, and I can see them both being up there, uh, this award season, I don't know, maybe Francis McDormand might not be able to make it, but Denzel, I do think, will make it, because Denzel always makes it, even if it's for... Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I haven't seen, but, like, that was one of those times where I was like, what the fuck is that, and why? But, um, yeah, I think he'll definitely get in there for Macbeth. And, uh, it looks incredible. So, I highly recommend seeing it. See it in theaters if you can. 
I would even give this the Best Director nomination to Joel Cohen over Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but yeah, this looks amazing, and I, I, maybe he will get nominated, I don't know. But, I mean, between like Guillermo del Toro, Steven Spielberg, Joel Cohen, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Denis Villeneuve, like, these are all like really great-looking and well-directed films, and... It's incredible what what kind of a year we have here with all these films. Um, that being said, there can only be five. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I really do think Joe Cohen earns his place among the five. But I don't know if he's going to get in there. We'll see. I really hope so. I'm so excited for the Oscar nominations to come out in April. I don't know why they come out so fucking late, but we'll talk about it when we talk about it. But I think, like... It's the definitive award ceremony, and I don't know why they're doing it, like, well into 2022. That's a little stupid. But I'll be here when they come out, so let's see. But, um, yeah, Tragedy Macbeth, I would recommend watching it at home. Um, it's, it's, it's solid. It's not too long. And you can pause it and look up the uh, translation for some of the shit they're saying. So I think that might help with your enjoyment of the film. Um... But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, all four of these, I mean, besides West Side Story, which I think is just undoubtedly a hit, I really kind of was like, yeah, these are probably going to be the ones that are good, but don't get in there, you know? Um, that being said, let's talk about The Lost Daughter, uh, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal, starring Olivia Coleman and Dakota Johnson, as well, uh, I think her name's Jesse Buckley, as the young version of Olivia Coleman's character. Um, I was really enjoying this for like half of it, and then I just kind of got bored, and I thought it slowed down a lot. Uh, I did watch this one on streaming on Netflix, so maybe that didn't help, because a lot of the Netflix movies I made the effort to go out to see in theaters this year. Um, that being said, this hit like right around the holidays, and I just wasn't able to. So I really wanted to go see it in theaters. Wasn't playing at my, you know, the one closest to me, so I did not make the trip uh, like I did for Macbeth. Um, that being said, it's good. And I would recommend watching it at home anyway. So even if I saw it in theaters, I probably would have been like, yeah, it would have been good at home. Um, not like a Don't Look Up or like a Tick, Tick, Boom, where I'm like, oh, this is playing really well in the theater. Uh, no, this is definitely like a Netflix. Like, you can enjoy this on your couch. That'll be fine. Um, there's no spectacle here, you know. Uh, but that being said, it's it's a really great, like, character study of Olivia Coleman, And uh, I thought she was fantastic. She's always good now. Um She's just, like, one of those actresses where you're like, oh, she's making a movie, watch out, she's gonna get nominated. And I do think she'll get nominated for this, because she's really great. Um, Dakota Johnson makes a good impression as, like, this mother that's kind of paralleling alongside Olivia Coleman, who's reflecting on her past, and Dakota Johnson's kind of repeating, but not doomed to make the same mistake as Olivia Coleman, um... I don't even know, like, the trailer didn't give away too much, so I don't really know what I'm even going to talk about without getting into spoilers. But, um, basically, Olivia Coleman has to deal with an ugly past of hers. And she wasn't a great mother at all. So, we see that unfold in the flashbacks and things like that while she's on a uh, vacation on, like, kind of a beach setting. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, I, I, as you can tell, I probably, I really wasn't into this movie that much toward the end. In the beginning, I really, like I said, really was into it, but uh, as we kept going, I was like, eh, you know, this is, uh, 
This is alright. This is alright. But, um, still would recommend it. I think Jesse Buckley was fantastic in the flashback scenes. Really heartbreaking to watch her uh, be just a horrible mother to these children. Who really are just being kids. It was just like, oh, jeez, why do you, like, why are you so mad? They're being children. Why are you so angry? Like, you're, I, I, I suppose that was the point, was that she was too young to be a mother. Couldn't handle it, didn't have the patience. So she just fucking walked down on him. Spoiler alert. But, um, yeah. Uh, I thought some of it was really powerful. I'm curious to read the book that it's based off of. If there is a book. I think there is, I believe. And as far as Maggie Gyllenhaal's, like, directorial debut, this is really good. Uh, she did a, she came out swinging. This is, uh, like a top-level movie for a first-time director, I feel. Um, she's got big name actresses in this. And she really knew how to direct them and made them get, she gave in the best performances that she could for them. And Olivia Coleman did fantastic. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her in the best actress race, uh, come April of 2022 when the Oscars come out. Uh, but yeah, uh, that about does it for these movies. I also saw Swan Song, which I suppose I can mention. It's not good at all, but, um, I don't know, Mahershala Ali's in it, so I figured I'd mention it, and he's, he was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Actor Drama, I believe. Uh, I thought it should have been Ex Machina, and it could have been Ex Machina tier, uh, and it's just not. It's just a streaming movie, and I thought it was made very little use of its very unique and amazing premise. And, uh, there's some good moments in it, but I, if you have Apple TV Plus, watch it. I mean, watch that after Macbeth, maybe. But it's on there now, so you can watch it. It came out the same day as Spider-Man, so, of course, nobody's talking about it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. These were all just pretty solid movies, but I highly recommend West Side Story if you haven't seen it. Please support these independent films. Uh, check out Nightmare Alley if it's still playing. I, I'm sure they already took it from theaters. It's so tragic. Uh, and then, like I said, Macbeth, Lost Daughter, didn't love either of them, but they're both on streaming, so why not? Macbeth is not yet. Macbeth will be on Apple TV January 14th, so you can check it out then. And uh, until next time, guys, I'm not sure what this show is going to be in the coming weeks. Uh, maybe next week I'll kind of take, uh, I'll, I'll reflect on the year past. Today, I guess, is very much a catch-up episode, just from after the holidays. Um, I just want to talk about the movies that I saw over the holidays. And these were the four that I was like, oh, these are going to be Oscar buzzy. Um, but yeah. Uh, let me know what you guys would like to see from next week, because I have no idea what I'm going to do, because I have no other movies to talk about, unless I watch, like, Red Rocket Mass and, um, other awards contenders in the meantime, and then I'll talk about those as just, like, a overall, like, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll do, like, a Hidden Gems of 2021, and I'll talk about movies that you haven't seen. Um, because there are a few that I feel like kind of went under the radar, and there are a few that I want to watch for that. You know, I want to watch a couple of films that I think deserve recognition for a lot of people that I know haven't seen them. I mean, cinephiles, like people that know movies, have seen some of these, I'm sure. Especially with the acclaim that they've gotten over the year. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do that. 
Maybe that'll be my blind awards race video next week, which will kind of break formula, but fuck it. We'll just talk about that. Maybe I'll talk about my favorite films of the year, my top 20, or my top 10. I have a top 20, but maybe I'll talk about the top 10. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, Have a good week, and uh, I'll see you guys next time with another episode. Oh, and we'll obviously talk about the Golden Globe wins, obviously. I forgot about that. So we'll talk about that next week as well. Maybe that'll be the whole episode. I don't know. We'll see what happens, guys. Have a good one, and I'll see you guys. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.